Hello, my name is Danielle Lartigue, and today is the second episode of the Home Buyer Education Podcast. Last week, we talked about understanding credit, and this week, we will talk about the actual process of obtaining a loan. The first thing that we want to talk about is obtaining a mortgage loan and what actually is a mortgage. A mortgage is simply your payment that you give to the lenders to live in your home. The mortgage consists of the principal, which is the amount of money that's applied to the money that you borrowed. Interest is the amount that the lender charges for lending you the money and taxes and insurance. Taxes and insurance in this portion is the amount that you pay for property taxes, homeowners insurance, and sometimes mortgage insurance. When your monthly payments includes a portion for taxes and insurance, the lender deposits a portion of your payment into an escrow account. An escrow account is a special account that's held by the lender and is used to pay property taxes and homeowners insurance. Once the bill is due, normally at the end of the year, the lender deducts the amount from your escrow account and pays the bill for you. And if you actually pay a little extra into your escrow monthly, you will receive a check at the end of the year. Typically, if you have certain types of loans, those lenders will ask you to pay mortgage insurance. So if you put down less than 20% as a down payment on your home, they require you to pay mortgage insurance. This insurance is used to protect the borrower in case you default on the loan. So it's not used to protect you, it's only used to protect the borrower. So to avoid paying um, mortgage insurance, you'll put down more than 20% on a down payment for your home. So whenever you're ready to actually purchase your home, there are some upfront costs that you should expect. So of course you're going to pay your down payment. This is your initial investment in your home and these amounts vary from loan program to loan program for instance if you decide to take out a fha loan the down payment the minimum that you can put down for a fha loan is 3.5 percent some loan programs you don't even have to put a down payment down right then we have closing costs there are some type of homes that the closing costs could be included but um otherwise closing costs they vary and what's included in, included in the closing costs could be um, title searches, appraisal fees, your realtor fees, and things like that. You also have escrow and prepaids. Um, whenever you're trying to set up an escrow account, sometimes they require a certain amount to go into the actual account when it, to start it up. And reserves, which would be the amount of money to set aside for repairs and emergencies because you never really know what can happen when you're purchasing a home. Okay, let's get into the steps in obtaining a mortgage. So a lot of times when people go to purchase a house, the first thing they, that they do is go on Zillow or Realtor.com or any um, website to look for homes. And sometimes these homes are completely out of their price range. They don't factor in everything that needs to be factored in. So that's what this section is about. So the first thing that you wanna do when you're trying to obtain a mortgage loan is to do your research. And what I mean by that is research different lenders, different loan types and things like that. Um, you don't have to always go with the first um, the first amount that they give you. You don't have to go with the first um, loan program that they give you. You can do your own research. The second step is to get pre-qualified or pre-approved. There is a difference between being pre-qualified and pre-approved. Pre-qualification is something that you can typically do yourself. Um, a lender will do it for you as well, but with the pre-qualification, they don't go into the specific details of your credit and everything else. They kind of just give the people a number and say that you could possibly afford this amount. 
Now, pre-approval is a little different, and this actually holds more weight. So you want to get a pre-approval so you can know you may be approved for a certain amount of house. And at this point, this is when you can go looking for homes in the range that you get pre-approved for. Right. Once you're pre-approved and you find the home of your dream, the next step is to do the actual loan application. After you complete the loan application, that loan actually gets processed and is sent to the loan processor who packages your loan by ordering the credit reports and the appraisals and everything that they actually need at the bank. Then it goes to underwriting. An underwriter completes your package and decides whether to approve or not based on the lender loan program guidelines. Once it goes from underwriting, you can get approved or denied. But once you're approved, you'll receive a letter of commitment with the amount and the terms of the loan. You will be given a set amount of time to accept or decline it. And then from there, you go to closing, which will you'll be signing everything to move into your new home. So when it comes down to qualifying for a loan, most lenders look for four things. And we call these the four C's of credit. The first year of credit is called capital. Now this is the amount of cash that you may have available in your savings or your checking account. The more money that you have in your savings, the more comfortable a lender will feel loaning you the money. The second C is capacity. Do you have enough money to pay your mortgage? Here they will look at your income history, such as how long you have you been on your job? Is it a stable job? Do you have other sources of income? And they also look at the amount of debt that you have. Next, we have credit history, which is pretty self-explainable, but they actually look at your credit report and they see um, your credit history. Do you have good credit history? Do they want to lend you this money? Will you pay it back? And then the fourth C is collateral. Whenever you're getting a mortgage loan, your collateral will be the house. If you don't pay your mortgage, they will take the house back. Now, although once you get your pre-approval letter, letter back, you may find out that you're approved for, say for instance, $250,000 mortgage loan or more or less. What's most important is, is it affordable to you? Most lenders take into consideration front end and back end ratio. Now your front end ratio is a maximum percentage of a borrower's income that can be used to make monthly mortgage payments. Typically, that's 25, 28, 31, and 33%. These amounts are different for different loan programs. Say, for instance, your income is 3,000, and the loan that you select only allows 33% front-end ratio. The maximum amount that you will be able to spend is 900, because we're going to multiply $3,000, which is your income, by 33%, which equals $900. We also have debt to income ratio which is also known as back end ratio and these ratios can be 36 to 43 percent depending on the loan type so let's say that your loan program has 38 percent debt to income ratio and your and your income is three thousand dollars the most that you can spend on a mortgage and pay your other debts is one thousand one hundred and forty dollars we get this number because we multiply your income which is three thousand dollars times 38%, which equals 1140. A lender has a capability to increase your ratio if you have a history of saving a lot of money, you put down a large down payment, a major debt will be paid within 10 months, such as like a car loan, 
or you can prove that your income will increase soon. When we're shopping for loans, it's important to know that home loans fall into four categories. A conforming conventional loan, subprime loans, government insured loans, and below market rate loans for low income buyers. A conforming conventional loan, the front end ratio is typically 33% and the back end ratio is typically 38%. These lenders that offer conforming conventional loans, they set their own interest rate and fees for conventional loans and they determine the maximum amount that they will lend under each program. The next type of loan is a subprime, subprime loan. These are ideal for people with low credit. This is not to be confused with predatory lending. Now, predatory lending can include high pressure sale tactics, high interest rates, well above the prime rates, negative amortization, and balloon payments. Negative amortization is when your monthly payment is not enough to cover your accrued interest, and it is then added to the principal balance. This results in higher principal amount due at the end of the loan. We also have government insured loans. FHA loans, they require 3.5% down payment, and you are required to pay PMI, which is private market insurance, until your ratios are normally 78%. These are typically 31% front ratio and 43% back end ratio. Then we have VA loans. These are typically 41% front end ratio and 41% back end ratio. These loans typically don't have a down payment. Um, there's a 2.15% to 3.3% funding fee depending on whether it's a first time or subsequent use of the VA program. And then we have the USDA um, loans, which are low or no down payments. These loans are only offered in rural areas and they're for low income individuals. Their ratios are 29% front end ratio and 41% back end ratio. There are also different types of rates. So we have the fixed rate mortgage this type of um, interest rate, your interest rate stays the same for the life of the mortgage. So it means that the principal and interest portion of your payment will always be the same in the last year of the loan as it was in the beginning. Next, we have an adjustable rate mortgage. This rate, the loan starts out at an interest rate that's below your average fixed rate loan, usually by one to 3%, and then it adjusts on a regular schedule. Next, we have balloon rates now balloon rates is something that we don't really recommend but a balloon payment mortgage has fixed monthly payments based on a 30-year schedule of payments but the entire loan comes due at the end of a set period usually five seven or ten years at that time you must sell your house or get a new loan it's also known as refinancing now next we have graduated payment mortgage which sounds a little bit like a balloon payment but it's not because you start out making lower monthly payments and then over a period of years, the payments slowly go up. When your payment reaches a fully amortized payment amount, they stay fixed at that amount for the rest of the loan. The biggest risk with a graduated payment mortgage is that it may result in what's called negative amortization. This is when your debt is increasing instead of decreasing. If your initial low payments do not cover the full amount of interest due, then you, whenever you're ready to sell your home, you may owe more than what you gain as a result of the sale. Graduated payment loans can help you qualify for a higher loan amount 
And they're normally good if you think that your yearly income will go up. The next type of rate is an interest-only mortgage. These loans are good for those who prefer a monthly mortgage payment that is lower because their income fluctuates. Being a housing counselor, there are many long terms that you may not know as a buyer, and that's why we are here as an agency. So I can just go over a few terms that you may hear and give you the definitions for them. So loan to value is something that you're going to hear often. Uh, this is the value of the house, and it must be more than the amount you are borrowing from the lender. A lender will lend you money to buy a home based in part on the loan to value ratio. A loan to value ratio is the loan balance that you owe compared to the appraised value of the home. The loan to value is usually described as a percentage. Next, we have down payment. The down payment is the amount of cash that you pay toward the purchase price. If you apply for a loan program that has 95% loan to value ratio, it means you can borrow up to 95% of the value of the home. You must use your own money to pay the remaining 5%. So to figure it out, how much down payment would you need to buy a house that costs $165,000 with 95% loan to value? So we will subtract 100% from 95% loan to value, which equals a 5% down payment. Then you will take the purchase price, which is $165,000, and multiply it by that 5%, which equals a $8,250 down payment. Next, we have loan term. The term of a loan is the amount of time you have to pay it off. Most home loans have 30-year, 15- and 20-year loans are also available. The shorter the term, the higher the monthly payments will be because you are making fewer total payments. Next up, we have interest rates. Interest rates, um, they're based on your credit. Typically, the higher your credit, the lower your interest rate will be, vice versa. The lower your credit, the higher your interest rate will be. For example, a $50,000 loan at 5% interest rate for 30 years will require monthly principal and interest payments of $286 and cost you $52,960 in additional interest charges on top of the principal repayment. If you borrow that same $50,000 at a 7% interest, which means your credit, is, um, your credit rate score is lower, your payments will be $333 and you will pay a total of $69,880 in interest charges. This is why I always say, yeah, you can probably get a house with a credit score of a 580, but if you can possibly get that score up to a 640, it'll be better because your interest rate will be lower, which in turn will make your mortgage payments less and your interest payments less. All right, the next definition we have would be mortgage insurance. Now, mortgage insurance is something that's only required if you put down less than 20% um, as a down payment on your home. It protects the lender in case you default on the loan, it pays for losses that a lender has because of a foreclosure, and it will not pay your mortgage loan payments. FHA loans require mortgage insurance. Next, we have an escrow account. I kind of spoke about that earlier, but I didn't give a full definition for it. An escrow account is basically an account that puts um, your interest, puts your taxes and insurance in a separate account, and at the end of the year, it pays it off for you. FHA loans require an escrow account. And then we have prepayment. I always advise people to try to make um, additional payments if you could. 
This will only help you in a long run versus hurting you. Now, as a buyer, there are laws that protect you. So we want to make sure that you're very aware of this. And one of them is Equal Credit Opportunity Act. This act requires lenders to make credit available to all creditworthy customers without regards to race, religion, sex, age, marital status, national origin, receipt of public assistance. This means that lenders cannot discourage you from applying for a loan based on these things. And the next law that we have is the Fair Housing Act. This act prohibits discrimination in the sale or rental transactions based on race, color, national origin, religion, sex, familiar status, and disability. This means that no one can set different terms based on these reasons. During this episode, you should have learned what a mortgage is and what is included in a mortgage payment, how to qualify for a mortgage and for how much, the many type of mortgages that are available, the four C's of credit, and different mortgage terminologies. If you have any questions in regard to the home buying process, feel free to contact any one of our housing counselors, Danielle Lartigue at 225-562-2420, or you can contact Denitra Nicholas at 225-562-2344.